When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So glad you're with us on today's podcast of the Clark Howard Show. And I know it's weird, but tax season is about to start again when last tax season didn't end till October 15th because of the pandemic. And it's possible as we move into 21 that this year's tax deadline will migrate some as well. I doubt all the way till October. Who knows? But there are a lot of people who have specific reasons that they like to file their taxes really early. And if you are one of those, usually the reason you file early is because you have a pretty simple tax situation and you're due a refund. Um, it's usually those two in combination because you want your money, right? Well, I want to talk about some money that people may qualify for that a huge number of people don't even know about. And it's something known as the EITC, the Earned Income Tax Credit. The Earned Income Tax Credit is something that's specifically designed for people who have kids or make a lower income. And you could be one of the eligible people who are who can get the earned income tax credit. The typical tax credit is more than $3,000 that you get. And this is uh, what's known as a refundable credit. Even if you did not owe any tax based on what your income was, you still may be eligible for the credit. The idea of the credit and the reason it exists is there are points in income that people are at where staying at home and not working could be as appealing as working. So the earned income tax credit, what originally was uh, looked at as a negative income tax, was what it was originally talked about all the way back in the 1960s, that what emerged from that is the earned income tax credit. The earned income tax credit is very easy to file for. You just have to know about it and file for it. The credit is available for people with incomes up to almost $60,000 a year, depending on family size. Specifically, an incentive for people with kids to work. The credit amount, I talked about the typical one being more than $3,000. It can be as large as roughly $6,000. And you just got to know, you just have to ask. Now, one thing I saw in a New York Times story is because of all the fraudulent tax filing that we've had the last four tax years, 
if you file a really early return and you're claiming an earned income tax credit, the IRS is going to hold your return in terms of giving you a refund for several weeks to try to verify that it is your legitimate return and that it is a legitimate request because what the crooks will do is they'll file listing kids that don't exist, filing as if they're you, and having a refund directed to a direct deposit that they control falsely under a fake identity as if they're you, and that's where the delay comes. One other thing about tax prep is that you may well be eligible. Most taxpayers, probably 80 or so percent of taxpayers, are eligible to prepare and file their taxes for free. And this is through the IRS free file program. I don't know what date free file will post yet, but in a typical year, if you go to irs.gov, you'll see a free file button, be able to click on it. There's been some pushback from tax prep firms about the IRS making it so easy to find your way to free file. If I end up having to give you a different procedure to know how to do that, I will make sure I give that to you as we get into tax filing season. It's time for your questions you've posted for me at clark.com slash ask. And Joel, what you got? All right, Clark. Richard in Florida says we purchased a solar system last year. It worked great for the first three months, but for the last eight months, it's produced less and less power every month. It's now producing about a third of what it's rated for. The company that we purchased it from agrees that there's a problem, but keeps delaying resolving the issue, offering excuse after excuse. They have an F rating with the Better Business Bureau, and I see complaints on Facebook as well. How should I proceed in order to try and get this resolved? You are going to hate my answer. You are going to hate what I have to say. Um, the solar residential solar installation industry is in meltdown right now. The companies are going insolvent in large numbers. They have found it very difficult to be profitable doing residential solar installations. A lot of it has to do with the delays involved with local uh, permitting in order to be able to install solar that has boosted their costs and ultimately boosted the price that you pay to have solar put in at your home. The company uh, may have management problems or it may more likely have financial problems that has made them an unreliable provider of after the sale service. What I recommend in a case like yours, this is why you're going to hate me, is you're losing so much money not getting the free kilowatts from the sun that I would look online for reviews of other companies and even though you're under warranty with who you got it uh, installed by, their warranty at this moment is useless. I would pay for a service call from another solar installation company to come diagnose what the problem is. It may be a simple connection issue from panel to panel or from uh, panel to, uh, what are those relays called? I forget what they're called. Um, but you may find that one simple and not expensive service call can get those kilowatts back to shining on your house and giving you free power. And I don't have any pressure point I can give you to apply 
to a company that you've done the checking, you found they have the F with the Better Business Bureau, you found the gripes on Facebook, you're beating your head against a wall, and you're losing money right now every single month. Elena in Florida says, I work as a sales agent for a new home builder, and I've been invited via email to participate in the reserved share program to be conducted as part of an initial public offering. Should I participate? I've never purchased stocks before, so I'm not educated about these things. So your employer, because of you being part of how they're able to do an IPO, an initial public offering, because of how well they've done as a privately held builder, is giving the employees as a reward a chance to the shares before they post publicly. And this is a privilege and a risk because you already get your paycheck from this company. Now you'd have investment dollars with them. Um, Normally, after an initial public offering, companies tend to rise above the IPO share price, but not always. So you could put money in pre-IPO and you could see yourself go underwater right away. But more often than not, that will be a privilege for you to make more money from it by having a pre-IPO purchase. So if there's money that if you believe in your employer, you believe in their business ethics, how they run the builder building operation, then I think it's worth you putting some money at risk in the pre-IPO. And don't uh, bet your whole financial future on it, but I think it's worth doing. Joel? Clark Matt in California says, Clark, you love both the Costco Visa and the City Double Cash card, and I do too. However, the Costco card makes you wait almost a year, depending on when you spend, to get your rewards. The Double Cash is monthly, and if you pay your balance prior to the statement closing, you can get your full 2% back immediately. So, Clark, do you believe it's worth waiting that long for 1% more on a restaurant purchase every year, for example? It's nice to get a sizable reward monthly versus that lump sum at the end of the year. Yeah, it just shows how cheap I am. So figure interest rates are like nothing right now. So having money now versus, uh, on an average, it's six months for every dollar of reward you'd have on a Costco Visa card to come to you. You know, the difference is splitting a year and a half. And I'm willing to wait the six months for getting a much bigger reward. You know, restaurants travel 3%, gasoline 4% versus the 2% on the city double cash. Now, so the way I do it is I use a different card principally. I use, uh, there was a temporary offer from Navy Federal, not available anymore, where I get 2% cash back. So for most places I shop, I do the Navy Federal, get my 2%. When I eat out or when I start traveling again, I use the Costco Visa card, get my 3%. And in the rare occasion I buy gasoline, I use the Costco Visa and get the 4%. Actually, that's not true. I have the Sam's Club MasterCard that pays 5% on gasoline. I use it for gasoline because I got to get that one more percent. So I hear you that you like getting the rewards monthly, but I'd rather wait a little longer and get a bigger reward. But that's just the way I'm wired. And when you have things you want to learn about about your wallet, check out clark.com we have our wonderful guides you'll see on the very top on various things that you have to make decisions about your spending and ways to reduce that 
And then ClarkDeals.com, speaking of spending, deals for you around the clock on things you purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love the online banks. I think they are the best bang for your wallet. They and credit unions. And I find that traditional banks are becoming dinosaurs, particularly with how they think. But just because I love online banks doesn't mean they're all going to make it. On the Clark Howard Show, people will ask me questions about various of the online banks or fintechs, which are pretend banks but do banking kind of things. And one over the years that I had so many questions about is Simple Bank. And several of our staffers at Clark.com have been Simple Bank customers. And Simple is shutting down. It simply did not make money. But what's going on is we're in an 1849 gold rush kind of thing with the online banking. And the reason is, is that the traditional bank things like overdrafting and things like that, but there are so many players in that field that it's unclear who the survivors are going to be. There will be a number that do make it, and there will also be specialty kind of situations. In the midst of Simple saying that they were giving it up, Walmart announced that they are setting up their own banking-type operation with partners. Walmart is a company that serves so many of the unbanked or underbanked in the United States. The reality is the traditional banking industry is contemptuous of people who don't have a lot of money. And that leaves tens of millions of Americans without true, real banking connections. And then it costs them with check cashers, inconvenience, uh, possibility of theft because they may be carrying large amounts of cash with them. And so Walmart has tried for years to get a true banking charter, but the lobbyists in the banking industry have used their influence in Washington and their dirty money they spread around to the politicians to prevent Walmart from serving their customer base. So Walmart's at it again with a new way of serving people they're going to do as a joint venture, and we'll see if that really has impact. But if you have been really mistreated by banks through the years and you felt like it's too hard to switch, it's not, check out my online bank guide at clark.com and you'll see how much better your wallet will be treated that you won't suffer wallet abuse when you get away from the traditional banks and in addition if you are someone who likes the idea of seeing the building your money is in and you like dealing with humans face to face then absolutely look at credit unions available to you 
because they really, truly are better than a bank. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask and Krista. Adam in Arizona asks, I have a stash account with less than $200 in it that I started to try out investing last year. Now, I don't like Stash because of their monthly charges and want to switch to something like Robinhood that's free. I also would like to automatically put in a small amount per month to start building savings. What's the best way to transfer that money? Do I need to worry about taxes? And is this a good account for something like an emergency fund? So money that you invest is not really designed for emergencies. Let's deal with that first. Money that is for emergencies is best saved in a simple savings account in the previously mentioned online banks or credit unions. Probably the online banks will pay you more. And that money should not be at risk. The idea of stocks and investing is you can lose money in the short term, but that odds very much favor you making money in the long term. Stash was very innovative when they started, but the fees really no longer make it competitive in the marketplace. And this is true for its competitors as well. So I want you to know that there are alternatives. You mentioned Robinhood. Robinhood is going through a very awkward adolescence right now with a lot of consumer problems and criminals have figured out how to hack into accounts. And Robinhood has not dealt with that well. Um, An alternative that I like is Fidelity Investments that has no minimum to have an account with them, is set up very heavily to do business online, but they also have uh, branches if you want to go in, in big cities, just a few offices, small towns, maybe not. Uh, But with Fidelity, they have a line of funds for uh, beginner investors or for people with smaller amounts of money called the Fidelity Zeros which are funds they make available at no commission and no ongoing management fee. They diversify your money beautifully um, because in an index fund, if you're not familiar with that term, what it means is you own little pieces of hundreds or thousands of companies, which to me is the basis of fundamental investing, building wealth for the long term is being well diversified. And so if I were looking to uh, move away from Stash, they will have a procedure where whoever you go to, whether it's Robinhood or Fidelity or whatever, they'll help you move your account over. The positions you have stay in place at the new uh, company you go to, so you're not triggering any taxes for capital gains moving over your existing funds. Joel? All right, Clark, Grant in Ohio says, my home energy costs are too high, Clark, but I know that if I call a company out for estimates, like getting new windows or new furnace or better insulation, that they will just try to sell me their product. Is there such a thing as an independent energy consultant that I can pay for recommendations on what will give me the most bang for my buck that isn't trying just to sell me a product? I'm basically looking for something akin to a fiduciary home energy consultant. Yeah, so I love your question because it is true that if you uh, contact a particular company that does some kind of installation of windows or whatever they do, insulation you mentioned, um, they're always going to tell you that the solution to all your dollar issues is to pay them a zillion dollars. But the reality is there are certain things that 
get you the most bang for your energy buck? And I would say number one is to insulate. Insulate your attic primarily. You may also benefit in an older home from doing insulation in the walls. And depending on the structure of your home, there may even be insulation you want to put under your floors. And that has significant payback that is meaningful the payback period is really quick with insulation don't replace windows as a way to save money the reason you replace windows is maybe if your home's drafty and it's for comfort but you'll never make back the cost of putting in new windows what you do for your windows and your doors is you caulk and you weather strip do a little elbow grease yourself get that done costs almost nothing has big impact Um, lower your water heater down to 120 is a number you should run it at most people run their water heater at 130 140 whatever take it down to 120 it's plenty hot enough water and it will save you substantial money going to your question though the core of your question is in many states around the country not all but many maybe most the local utility company is required to do as part of what they do energy audits for free or really cheap where they come in they look at your home they see where your air leakage is uh, they may do something known as a blower door test which finds all the places that conditioned air is escaping from your home either heating or cooling and they're able to give you a clear guidance on how you would be able to make your home more efficient and an efficient dollar spend and save yourself money each month going forward Um, in some other states they have a third party company that the utility company may pay for their services to come in and do an energy audit in your home just check uh, put in at any search engine you use for energy audit put in your state name or put in your utility company name and you'll see if that is something available by the way the cheapest thing to do to lower the cost of energy in your home is change out all your lighting in your home to LED. LED bulbs now are available in bulk for as little as 80 cents each. They pay for themselves in such a short period of time you can't believe the light is beautiful now from LEDs and it will last far, far longer than traditional bulbs. Last suggestion I'd make, put in a Nest or equivalent a thermostat that you can control by your phone and uses artificial intelligence to automatically adjust the temperature in your house. Krista? Yes, Clark, you were just talking about banks and credit unions earlier, and Natalie in Utah says, I took my 17-year-old son to the credit union to add him as a user on my credit card, wanting to help him build his credit. The credit union employee advised me that if I were to add my son, his credit files at the three bureaus would be flagged for the rest of his life and he would have to physically show his social security card every time he applied for any type of credit in the future. I was advised that it wasn't a good idea. I've heard you talk about adding children as an authorized user to a credit card to build their credit, but I've never heard this issue addressed. This leads me to ask, is this true? Okay, I have never heard of anything like this. And maybe there is a place that UFOs have landed repeatedly in New Mexico or something. Um, But I don't know that that's true either. I have never heard 
of anything like this. You see how, since you're a Utahan, I referred to UFOs landing in New Mexico, right? Anyway, um, I, I don't think that that is a valid concern, and I've never heard of this flagging issue. Maybe there is something like that, but for me right now, that is an invalid UFO sighting. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast community. If you just found your way here, you can subscribe very easily if you go to clark.com slash podcast. And for empowerment for your wallet, check out clark.com and clarkdeals.com.